0: it make you think? What does it make you feel when you see a scene like the one at PNC Park last night? What do you do with that? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. Pirates, five. Reds, four. Score doesn't do it justice. Attempting to describe the ninth inning overall won't do it justice. Going stride by stride with Wilmer Defoe as he sprinted from second base to home plate without having another concept ever passed through his cranium. He's just a blur going past Joey Cora, who might as well have been not waving him. I don't think it mattered when that ball made it to the right edge of the infield and the Reds reacted too late. The throw came too late to Tucker Barnhart. Defos. Head first, face first into the dirt. Jacob Stallings is standing there, jumping up and down. Ben Gamble leaps out of the dugout. His hair flying everywhere. And it's all happening on Roberto Clemente Day. In front of the Clemente family. Up in the box. And the scene was so boy for somebody who's paid to come up with words for a living I, i'm gonna i'm gonna whiff on this i am it didn't matter that there were hardly any fans there it didn't matter that there was hardly any impact on the pittsburgh season to say the least it was really really something it was the kind of thing you're not easily gonna forget and you want to hear something crazy? Let me find these numbers here for you. This is, this is just wild. Okay, the Pirates have now won, listen to this, 54 games this year, okay? Nobody's throwing a parade for this. They've won 54 games. Out of those 54 wins, 28 of them have been by comebacks. More than Half more than half of their games have been by comeback. And you say, all right, well, of course, I mean, that's you're always going to have to rally to win when your pitching sucks and whatever else here. Fair point. Fair point. Out of those 54 wins, nine of them have been walk-offs. If it feels like there's been a really odd balance between the number of times the casual baseball fan could go like an entire week without noticing that the pirates exist, meaning in Pittsburgh. And once every like few days or so, there's one of these, usually here at PNC Park. That's because it's actually been the case. Is that a fluke? Is that some you know, bizarre anomaly. I, I guess to some extent everything is in baseball. You could go through that ninth inning last night and say, all right, well, you know, Defoe opens the inning with what really should have been a pop-up. Cincinnati's left fielder overruns the ball. Looked like it was going to go foul and ends up staying into fair territory. All right, that's... That's just luck. Whatever. Defoe hustles through the whole thing. He ends up standing on second base. That part's not luck. That part's fundamentals. But that part at the very end, that's not luck. That's awareness. That's hustle. That's passion. There was a camera shot that I saw later from downstairs at the dugout level of... Joey Cora, of course, the third base coach of Puerto Rican descent, after Defoe scores, sprinting toward the dugout, because the coaches never participate in all that jumping around and everything, and he's got this massive smile on his face and his fist is pumping and You'd never know where they are in the standings. You'd never know where they are in the standings. I'm not going to inflate this. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. 54 wins is wretched. It's a horrifically bad season. It'll make history for all the wrong reasons. So I'm getting all of the obligatory disclaimers out of the way before I offer that there's something positive to be said about a team that has done this an awful lot this season when they very easily could have folded up in, what, mid-May, right? I mean, they had the decent April. They were around 500. By about mid-May... You could have just closed up shop, figuratively speaking. I'm not even so sure that many people around here, certainly not the more cynical ones, would have minded all that much. I'll bet there's a significant percentage of the more casual fans in Pittsburgh who would see the highlights from a game like last night and the way it ended and say, what is wrong with these guys? What are they doing? Why are they acting like that? Why are they getting all happy like that? I'm not going to be able to come up with any kind of, you know, concrete pronouncement out of all this. But here's what I do know. Today, at 12.35 p.m., I'll be covering this. The Pirates will play the Reds for a chance to do you-know-what to the Reds. (laughs) I can't even use the word anymore. I think it's being banned by the FCC. And they won't. And they won't. Because the pitching matchup is absurdly lopsided. I would tell you who's pitching for the Pirates, and I was actually told, and I've already forgotten his name. It'll be his first start. So I swear I forgot his name. What do you want me to do here? But when the Pirates lose this game and don't get this sweep, they will still have taken three straight series to this point. And they will have won six out of nine games on this homestand. I'm going to say it again. There's no parades or anything for this. But you can take it back further. Five of the Pirates' last eight series... They've done this to teams where they've won the first couple of games and then just couldn't finish it off. If you do that in a normal situation, meaning you're not blowing up your roster and your payroll and everything else here and just building from scratch, if you win two out of three all summer long, you're heading to the World Series, okay? So... This is not something that the Pirates should be intrinsically embarrassed by, meaning this sweep thing. It's going to stink when they lose today, I'm sure, but it doesn't wipe away the two wins that come before it and that have consistently been coming before it. And if you go over the course of the season, because today will be the 14th time They lose with a chance to sweep. If you go over the full season, you'll see there were some really, really good teams in there that the Pirates did this to. Notably, twice to the Giants, once in Pittsburgh and again in San Francisco. The Giants, of course, owning the very best record in the majors. And I still don't know what it means or how anybody should feel about it because most of these guys won't be here whenever, you know, things get serious. And you're seeing a whole lot of Ben Gamel and Yoshi Tsutsugo and Wilmer Defoe and you're not really sure what the heck to do with it. But at some point or other, and this is something I've been stressing a while now, the culture has to come into place. First and foremost through fundamentals, and second through a passion for winning. I've seen the fundamentals this year. I've seen the passion for winning. What's way more obvious than both of those is that we haven't seen the winning. And what has to be bridged here is that gap between however that passion is formed or being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, nurtured from this group to the group that comes after it that will have the talent to do winning on a more consistent basis. When we come back, just one question. It's time for Just One Question, and that's always brought to you on this program by the good people at the North Shore Tavern directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. Open and eager for your business, not just on game nights like last night or game days like today, but also when the Pirates are out of town. And that's where they're about to be, beginning with a swing through Miami this weekend then on up to Cincinnati, and then across to Philadelphia. It'll be their longest road trip of the year, 10 games. If you want to watch baseball with like-minded souls, North Shore Tavern is for you. It's a pure baseball place, front to back. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q entry comes from Dave Gormley, who asks, Do you also keep... Wilmer Defoe around next year. Dave, of course, is sending this my way after Defoe's heroics last night. Yeah, yeah, I I do, Dave. Uh, If it sounds like I'm unduly swayed by the moment or whatever, uh, I don't care. (laughs) At this point of the baseball season, I'm all out of trying to analyze them or how it is that I feel about certain things about them. But Defoe has been a solid producer off the bench, actually leads the majors in pinch hits. Did you know that? 15. Leads the majors. He's been both dependable and versatile in the field, and everyone associated with this club will attest to his being the most vocal and spirited guy in the dugout and in the clubhouse, he's one of the reasons they're able to keep loose and not beat themselves up relentlessly and not get down and not quit. So Defoe is inexpensive, has years of control, has everything that you'd want. The same way, and I'm sure this is why you're asking this, Dave, that I've been gushing about Ben Gamble and you know continued to do that yet again with the outstanding work that he did uh, in left field and also at the plate last night the same way I feel about Gamble is really easily applied to Defoe uh, you don't have to keep guys around Because you think they can be effective spare parts, generally speaking, when you're doing a build, when you're just growing from Greensboro on up. But as I keep emphasizing here over the past month or two, really since the trade deadline, this can't happen again, this 100 loss thing. It just can't. I'm not going to sweep under the rug. I've already mentioned it once, and now I'll mention it again, that there are no people coming to these games. Those people who aren't coming are very much within their rights to not come. I'm not here to criticize that or to even comment on it in one direction or the other, other than that it is not good for the ball club. And it's not something that you can continue to absorb in perpetuity, Not from the baseball standpoint, not from the business standpoint. If you're going to do the kind of things that Ben Charrington and Travis Williams profess to want to do by building up the system, by getting good players in Pittsburgh again, and then ultimately keeping them or signing additions, it's going to take all components of this clicking. Will Gamble or Defoe or even In an outstanding, in my eyes, starter like Jacob Stallings, make the difference toward that? No, of course not. But you can't look at these things at an individual level. These guys, Gamble and Defoe, are outstanding complementary pieces probably on any team in the majors. Probably on any team. If you look at their numbers and the different things that they can do, there's not a team in baseball that wouldn't take them in a reserve role. And they can be that here as well. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Again, I'll be over at PNC Park this afternoon covering a loss. And tomorrow's show won't sound anything like this. (laughs) We'll do one anyway. Thanks for listening.